Mark, I think a lot of people were taken aback with the big sports story this week, but it's also a business story. And that, of course, is the Bucks firing their coach and hiring Doc Rivers as the new one. What does this mean for the team off the court? Yeah, this was a fascinating one. I don't think a lot of people saw it coming. There have been rumors, speculation about how the team was doing it like that, but for them to make the move and hire a high-profile coach. Obviously, on the court, it's a big deal because obviously the Bucks want to win the championship. But two, off the court, it's a big deal because winning, as you and I have talked about many times, is so important to the team in terms of their revenue. How many fans attend games? How many shirts they sell? How many hats they sell? How many hot dogs they sell? Who sponsors the team? It's so important to winning. And there are very high expectations on that team. And they've been drawing great crowds, but there is an expectation. So to make this move show the fans that the Bucks are all in, the ownership is all in on winning this year. So I think that will pay off. I think hiring a guy like Rivers, well-known in Milwaukee, obviously went to Marquette, well-liked in Milwaukee, is a smart move, helps their team here locally in terms of people really being involved with the team. I think the other thing to look at off the court is the money that they're spending on this team. Now, think about it. They're still paying the coach from last year who got fired. They're going to now have to pay Adrian Griffith, and they're going to pay their new coach. You know, there's estimates out there that they're going to pay over $20 million alone this year for the three coaches. Three head wow. coaches. That's, I mean, that's a lot of money. Plus, all the assistant coaches are going to change over. So when you think about it, the ownership, you can never call them cheap. That's for sure. But amazing money that's being spent and a commitment to winning here. And the Bucks realize that the window they have here is small as the team gets older, as Giannis and the others get older. It's important, but I'm thinking, Libby, I want to be a coach for the team. What about you? Just for three or four days and then kind of have them fire me. That'd be great, right? I mean, we're, wow. I mean, $20 million and a couple of those guys aren't even working anymore. How do you like those golden parachutes? <laughs> Let's talk about the other big business news of the week, yeah. and that is the city of Milwaukee finally, after all these years, yeah. key, has taken over ownership of the Northwich Mall. Finally. You said it out loud. I, I mean, I'm sure you're saying, I can't believe I'm saying it. Like, they're finally going to own the mall. There's still a very slight chance of appeal. I don't think that's going to happen, and the city is very confident it's not going to happen. And the city should own the mall in a couple of weeks, which should happen over the summer and fall. They will over the next couple of weeks to increase the security They'll put a fence around it. They can make it much more secure in terms of crime and fires that have been happening in there. And then it's time to plan for the redevelopment. It's been 20 years, as you and I have talked about it. So now they're going to start the planning process. They're going to involve the neighborhood. They're going to involve the aldermen. As I've been asked this question over the past couple of days, I think what you'll see, Libby, is you'll see a mixed use. You'll see industrial. You'll see probably a small amount of housing. You'll probably see some office, maybe some flex space. But the key thing for the city all along has been jobs. They want jobs on the northwest area of the city, an area where they could use the jobs. And to me, it is the largest site in the city of Milwaukee, redeveloped site. So it's got a huge importance. And I'm just glad it's, I just can't believe after all this time, it's finally going to happen. What a sad story that hopefully now has a very happy ending. Well, and I think the people who live in that immediate area oh my God, are probably yeah. relieved. Well, I even think people like me, I mean, I grew up in Brown Deer. And I rode my bike all the time at this mall. I hung out at the mall. I hung out at the McDonald's that was outside the mall. And to see what's happened over the past 20 years, it's kind of depressing. I think this is important for the psyche of that area, but even more important for jobs, to add jobs in an area of the city where we need them and to redevelop the site. And I just think, I can't believe it took 20 years, but it's finally here and looks like it's finally going to happen. Now, let's talk about another thing I know a lot of people are excited about, and that's another airline adding a new nonstop destination yeah. to and from Milwaukee. What are you hearing? And are we going to see more nonstop flights yeah. added? 
This one was a bit of a surprise because it came from Frontier Airlines, adding a flight to North Carolina to Raleigh, which was interesting because Raleigh was actually on the list of cities the airport has that a lot of people in Milwaukee are asking to add flights to. So it was good to see that. I think we've seen a trend. You and I have talked probably, probably in the past year three or four times about Southwest adding flights, about American adding flights. And right now, our airport's in a growth area, which is great. We're adding nonstop. Again, I've talked over and over again about how important it is to have nonstop flights. So yeah, I think you will see more. I think as we've looked at the East Coast, as we looked at the West Coast, New York, L.A., San Francisco. I think there is an opportunity there to add more flights. And the airport, as I've said, wants us to stop driving to O'Hare. How do you stop us from driving to O'Hare? You need to have more nonstop flights. They're doing that. And hopefully people are going to respond to that and we'll see more airlines adding flights. Because I'd love to go back to the 90s, the early 2000s when we had more nonstop. And I think we're heading in the right direction now. If only they'd bring back chocolate chip cookies. All right, let's talk another story the Milwaukee Business Journal broke. And that is the retirement of the CEO of Northwestern Mutual, John Schlifsky. Who's going to replace him and what has that man meant to this community? This is a big story. And I'm not sure if everybody understands that. This is one of the largest companies in the country, one of the largest companies in Milwaukee. Thousands of employees, CEO, who's a major player in the city, both inside the walls of NML and outside in terms of what he does in the community. So this is a big deal. Yeah, he has to retire at 65. They have a mandatory retirement at 65, which is very interesting. You don't really hear that very often anymore. So he will retire at the end of 24, be replaced by Tim Guerin. Big job, big shoes to fill. I don't think you can understate the impact that he's had in our city, John Slisky, what he has meant in terms of this. I mean, you think about NM in terms of the strength of the company and what they've done, but also where they're located and what they've added to the city of Milwaukee since 2011, 2012, when they added the tower. Now they're renovating the tower there, and they're bringing 1,800 more employees into the heart of the city. He believes in the city of Milwaukee, and I think that you cannot understate what it means to have a company like NM invest in Milwaukee and stay here. So I think large shoes to fill, a solid candidate who's going to do a great job, I'm sure, but really taking over an important company and one I'm sure we'll all be watching. And finally, speaking of Northwestern Mutual, you had an executive, an economic executive from that company at an event this past week. What's the message that you're hearing about the economic outlook for 2024 for southeastern Wisconsin and the rest of the country? This one's interesting because, you know, we hold this event every year. And I say every year that I'm recording this, so I'm going to play it for them now. In 23, they predicted a recession would happen late in 23 or 24. Obviously, that hasn't happened. It's been slower. But others who spoke at our event a week ago all talked about the possibility of a recession in 24. But they all talked about a soft landing or a small thing, you know, nothing like 08 and 09 when we obviously had the big crash. But they're all still seeing signs of the economy slowing in terms of spending, still having higher interest rates. Inflation has come down, but not all the way down. So there is still is some uncertainty. It may be kind of a sector because there are some industries that are doing strong, like travel. Obviously, airlines are all the time, but there's other industries which are struggling. So the message I'm hearing over and over again is that the economy is going to soften. Throughout 24, there is a chance that you'll see three or four interest rates come down in terms of the Fed, which is a big deal for the housing market. So nothing that's serious, but still a softer recession. The thing I always look at, Libby, with the consumer spending, which is still up, and with the labor market as it is, it's hard to have a recession. So it'll be fascinating to watch if they were true. And I told them all. I'm going to play this recording next year at this time and see if you were right. Just one follow-up question on that. Did any of them say that the presidential election might have an impact on the economy? Oh, yeah. No doubt it is because of the uncertainty, for one, but also looking at the Fed. You know, the Fed is not going to allow or it's going to be very resonant to allow us to have a recession right up against the election because how can impact that election? So, yeah, there's no doubt 
that it, that it will impact the economy. That's why they're saying kind of late in 24 when this could happen, maybe after the election. All eyes on that race and all eyes on what it could mean to the economy for the future. Well, Mark, we're keeping an eye on you. And I know you'll be you're back with us again words. next you'll, week. You'll never <laughs> use my words against me. I know that. You say, oh, Mark, he was somewhere in the ballpark. He's almost always right, right? Almost. That's oh, what, what do you mean almost? <laughs> he is always right. <laughs> there you go. Well hey, done, Mark. Libby. I like that. Always great to talk with you. Always great to talk to you, Libby. I'll talk to you next week.